Welcome to episode 40 of Shanlin on Batman. I'm Justin Shanlin. Tonight we're going to do a special one year anniversary episode where we're going to talk about the history of Shanlin on Batman. God, and, I feel so old. <laughs> and we're going to do, uh, we're going to take some fan questions. So uh, strap yourself into the Batmobile and let's go. Wow. <laughs> what? Did you like that? I was like, yeah. But you're implying that everyone has a Batmobile. You've been working on your transitions. What's wrong with the Batmobile? We don't you're just have implying that everyone has one. That's everyone all you're should. Saying. Everyone wants it. It's like everybody wants a real life lightsaber. No, you'd probably cut your hand off with that shit. Yeah, especially you. <laughs> like whatever. If I have a lightsaber, I don't need a hand. I got a lightsaber. Or you like just... Ash from the Evil Dead with like just a chainsaw. <laughs> you could just have a hand built, like loot. Bloop, bloop. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One year. Man, that's like Nothing. 365 no days. One year of this shit. No one gives a shit. Come on. Yeah, we're at the one year. One year, I was man. opening up my Mountain Dew. It's yeah. a one year. That's like what I've done every episode is I open up my Mountain Dew. Is that how you party the, hard? In, in the beginning of the episode. That's good. I usually get my drink on before, during, and after the show. Well, yeah, because you like to buy cheap wine. So? <laughs> cheap wine just means there's more wine to go around. You don't know how much I paid for this. How long has it been sitting, aging? According to this label, 1876. Nice. That's no, probably a 2014. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, we're at the one year. Let's let's take it back to... Uh, uh, like what's the, like some of our favorite moments of Shannon on Batman? I'll start with uh, Kyle. What's like one of your favorite moments? Uh, you can it can be like a number of things, but uh, throw up your favorite moments of uh, my one favorite. Year. My favorite moment so far has been when we got together and recorded that one podcast. You know, <laughs> that one <laughs> we did the one time, and then we we talked to that one guy. You know, you know what I'm talking about? The one guy. Which one guy? The one guy. <laughs> you know, the guy that was like, yeah, I like Batman. <laughs> no, um, in all honesty, it's been quite a quite a experience we've had on this show so far. Looking back one year ago, I don't think we, I didn't think we'd be here where we are now. Uh, so every moment has basically just continually surprised me and has won up my, my expectations of what we're going to be doing with this show every time. So it has never been stopping. Is there... Was there a moment when we were recording where, like, holy shit, I can't believe we just had that guest on or talked to this person or got that response from a fan or something? That usually happened before we would record. I'm just like, wait, holy shit, you got Bill Ramey to come on the show? How'd you pull that off? Uh, Tom, same question, different answer. No, it's the same answer. <laughs> oh, no, um... I think for me, like my favorite aspects of this this stuff, like is more behind the scenes, as far as like the adrenaline rush I get when like we, when we, like you said, like when we bag a 
someone to interview and uh like when we do get a like a cool fan response like one of my favorite things that's happened is those nice responses we get from people that are like you make my commute to work seem so much shorter like i wish i had to drive further to work or you really made my weekend go by quick or you know i had a great time this weekend kicking back and listening to shanley on batman like that for me people take time out of their busy days to listen to us bullshit about batman that's that's the biggest part for me um most recently we had Lieber Mayho on it's probably my favorite guest that we've had on so far as far as just like to nerd out and fanboy out like that's that was the big one for me and we're so gonna far. have Jorge Corona on the artist of right, we Are he's, Robin. he's drawing for Bermejo right now on We Are Robin so make sure you uh as Kyle would say stay tuned stay that. tuned yeah for that um but yeah Justin what's some of your favorite stuff man um just how kind of like how we've grown like there's so many different aspects because like I have like we all have like our own roles but for me like just how kind of like we've grown as a podcast over the year like if you look back at like the first five or so episodes like it was pretty like I'm not trying to say like they were dog shit or anything but they were really crude just like we didn't have the technology we weren't sure where we wanted to go um with it we were really unclear of the direction of the podcast because we had a very famous podcast that we listened to and we kind of wanted to be like that but at some point we all just decided let's just do kind of like let's kind of like have like that as like what we kind of strive for is like viewership and people that they have on but let's kind of do our own thing i feel like after we decided that um it kind of took on a life of its own uh for me like my favorite thing like beside other than recording getting together with you guys it's when we get a guest like to say yes yeah i'll come on yeah like when we first got mark like true story about getting mark hughes on we had i was trying to get brett Culp on but for some reason he just couldn't go on like he was super busy then mark kept coming on like like we have a friend out of him like i just had lunch with him like a week or two ago like that was that was like awesome. Like and then not having Brett on, Brett, finally getting Brett Culp on, and realizing what like a super like amazing person he is, uh, that was awesome. Like Dana Nachman, yeah, Lieber Mayo, uh, obviously Bill Ramey, and you know getting Umberto on, like that was just another thing that kind of like shot us in the stratosphere. I never ever thought. We'd get so many listens to that just one episode. And having, like, the response that we got. We got some good things and we got some bad things um, with that episode. But what was really shocking was when we trended on Facebook. Like that, oh, yeah, that was, that's, I forgot that happened. Yeah, we trended on Facebook. We had, like, <laughs> over, like, I haven't looked in a while. But last I looked, we had, like, 117, like, online articles written about it. People still are still, like, talking about it. And, like, I look at the numbers... For that episode, and it's always like every day. There's more people that are have listened to it. But for me, like straight up, like probably the number one is like waking up to a tweet from like Lieber Mayo. Yes, I'm gonna come on. Like that is awesome. Just an awesome, like like there's no. It's like winning the Super Bowl for podcasts. Having like these huge amazing guests on. As just like I never in a million years thought I would be talking to people who are in, um the world of Batman, like, have, like, 
such a dramatic understanding of the character of Batman, like Lee does, or like Bill does, and all these other guests, you know, like, those are, like, my favorite things, other than, like, getting together and actually, like, sitting down and talking with you guys. How nice of you. Awesome stuff. Um, I like it it better when you Skype in. I don't have to physically see you. (laughs) Um... Is there? A, do you guys have like a favorite episode? I'll start with Kyle. Mm, putting me on the spot here. You are. Um, honestly, I think one of my favorite episodes was the one where we had Chris Gore on, because you know, uh, when I was a kid, I watched lots of G4 TV, whatever. So the fact that I got to meet this guy was really awesome. And after we finally got him on, he he started talking about stuff. He was really cool and. It was just such a fun conversation to have with him about Man of Steel and his expectations for Batman versus Superman and all that. So that, that gets my vote. Can we talk about like the little behind the scenes, like what we were t- talking about before we had him on? Is yeah, that yeah. Not? Kyle, you want to take that story since you've you're, like you your already kind of hinted at it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, a little behind the scenes view on ba- Shanley on Batman here. Uh, when we were trying to get Chris Gore on the show, we. We weren't really sure what to expect. We tried really fucking hard, too. Yeah, we tried really hard. Like, the messages we were getting from him, we we couldn't quite tell if he was being sarcastic in some of his responses or if he was, like, kind of a jerk or whatever. We, we weren't sure. And so we uh, we went to our good friend Mark Cuse and asked him if what he knew about Chris Gore and how he acted on podcasts or whatever. And uh, when we asked him if maybe Chris Gore would be kind of a jerk or something, Mark's response was... It's a valid concern. <laughs> we are so correct. three guys that, I mean, at this point had not a lot of uh, like interviewing experience with like celebrity status people, and we're worried about this guy being a jerk. And then Mark Hughes is like, "Yeah, he could be a jerk. I don't know." So <laughs> here we all are sitting here, just like worried that Chris is going to come on and be a dick, and I. Uh, it was actually the exact opposite. He's such a nice man. Um, we talked a lot behind the scenes and like had a good time, good conversations. The recording went flawlessly, and we talked after the recording. And hopefully, he'll be on the show again sometime. He wanted to come on. Yeah. Yep. So, um, do we want? Can we talk about the one guest we never want on again? Is that okay? No, not when you phrase it like that, you dick face. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys really want the information, you can just tweet can, at us and maybe we'll mention it. DM us. Yeah. There, yes, there is one guest that... There is one guest we will never have on the show yeah, again. Ever. You can DM us and we'll maybe probably tell you who it is. Yes, nicely. Yeah, yes, yeah. say please. We might have told you if Justin had not have worded it that way. But <laughs> can, can we you just, guys can all thank Justin for that later. Can we just edit this part out? And nope, because like, yeah. now we talked about all nope. the things Damn you can do to find out. <laughs> Um, one of, like, for me, like, looking back at, like, one year, the Bill Ramey episode, um, was one of my favorite because I was such a fan of his for so long, and I've always had, like, email conversations with him, or Twitter conversations, never just, like, one-on-one, like, actually, like, hearing, like, him talk about things, because you... It's such a different world from reading someone reading someone's articles, reviews, opinions, and talking with them. 
And when he started ta- talking about Batman Begins and the story of him being on set of the Dark, Dark Knight, I was like, wow, like, what a great storyteller and what a great story he told about, like, the behind-the-scenes of the Dark Knight. And I was super, super nervous um, before that happened. And it, you can tell in the very beginning of the episode where I'm, like, speed reading. <laughs> and at one point, Tom wrote... I actually found that note today where I wrote, you need to calm down in big, huge black letters with a giant Sharpie. I was like, you need to calm down. Because there's a, there's a lot of things that go on during our recordings. We're always writing, like... Writing things like, like little behind the scenes, uh, about w- what hap- goes on when we're actually talking with who's going to ask what next. Yeah, what questions we need to like not ask? What questions have we've already gone over? Like, there's a big lot of stuff that goes on. Yeah, like the if the guest actually answered a question that we were going to ask and kind of like glossed over it, then we kind of like look for like the next one. But a lot of times what happens is, if someone, if a guest says something, we will, you know, try to come up with a question on the fly. So we're always writing, um, always writing, always, like, passing notes around. Um, yeah, I remember that one. But, like, for the Bill Ramey one, Tom just wrote in big black letters, calm the fuck down, chill out, like... Cause I was super nervous. Like I've like idolized this guy. Like like with Tom. Like he kind of like idolizes Lee Bermejo. Like I've idolized this guy for so many years. Uh, like oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. And then him telling the story of like the Dark Knight and everything. That I was like wow. And he, like kind of like the behind the scenes of like what got start, how he got started with Batman on film. Like like he's kind of like talked over before, but like that t- the TV computer thing. I can't remember exactly what he called it. Like, that was awesome. Um, so, Tom, do you have, like, a favorite episode? I have a favorite episode. It's kind of an oddball episode, but I like this episode because, like, we talked to somebody who's done something relatively big in the Batman world, but they weren't necessarily, like, a huge Batman fan. And it was, uh... It would be, uh... Episode 35. We interviewed Dana Nachman. And that was an awesome episode. Like I said, like Dana wasn't like a, like a huge Batman fan going into doing the uh, doing the movie about a sick child who had leukemia and who got got past leukemia, beat leukemia, and everything. And uh, he had a Make a Wish Foundation thing, and he wanted to be Batman. So they made him Batman. They made him Batman for the day. And they shut down the streets of... Was it San Francisco? Yeah. Shut down the streets of San Francisco and let this kid, like, fight the Joker and fight the Riddler and fight all these villains with a... with a stunt... with a stunt man dressed up as Batman as well. And, like, I mean, so much support came out of this. And, like, the director, Dana Notman, she was such a nice lady and, like, really went out of the way to tell us everything that she could that we had to ask her. And... She's now a, a Batman fan because of this, though. Like she, she told us like she's watched all the movies now, and she, she researches things, and like she has Batman things in her home now. You know, like right. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's what it's all about to me. Is it's spreading the word, and like everybody can be a Batman. There, there's something about Batman that somebody can find good 
anybody can find something good in Batman, is what I'm trying to say, you know? Anyone can pull something out of the Batman character that relates to their life. I remember that episode, uh, it stormed that night, and we were kind of, like, worried we'd lose power. So, Very. like, uh, if you listen to I don't know if they can hear, like, the thunder and the lightning, but... I don't think so. Our equipment's pretty nice. Um, <laughs> but, like, she was super, she was so nice, and what was great about her is she actually, like, we could actually see her talking. A lot of times when we're, we're talking with people, they have their, like, their video camera off, so it's just... We're just talking with, like, a blank screen, so it's really hard for us to kind of gauge when they're done talking, if they're, like, going to go on with, like, continue on with their conversation. It's really they... easy to cut somebody off right. while they're going to start another sentence, is what he's saying. Like, And so, like, with her, everything was, like, super smooth, and, like, like I said, another behind the scenes. It's very difficult for us when we can't see someone, um... Can't see someone talking. Yeah, it just like it'd be. It's like talking on the phone with someone. You don't know when they're done talking. You have that. Uh, 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 yeah. Do, do you want to, Kyle? Do you get? What, what were you gonna say? Who did? Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You have those moments. So with her, like being able to uh, talk with her, the like the days before the movie came out. Because we had tried for a few times to get around, but she just must have been super busy. Yeah, we got her right before the movie dropped. Yeah, but that was awesome. Like, just someone like th- those kind of things have just been the like the podcast wow. dropped the same day her movie premiered. Actually, yeah, like those are just kind of like, whoa, pinch me. Is this real? Like, is this really happening? Never in a million years um, did I ever ever think this would happen. Getting this, like Brett Culp. Brett Culp, oh. what another amazing character, man. Like he's just an all around good dude maybe not like the biggest batman fan in the world but later found out that he was a fan of batman through his work and like that's awesome like i said earlier that's what it's all about like that's what the character embodies um oh yeah is there is there uh an episode where we didn't have a guest on that is like one of your favorites hmm Definitely, man. Um, didn't have a guess. Let me think really quick. It was just us shooting the shit, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, I know exactly which one it was for me. The trailer, man. The Batman v Superman trailer. That one, we killed that one, and it was fun. And we dissected the trailer like crazy. And we played and stop, or and cut, as we're going to call it here coming up. <laughs> uh... It was that was just a really good time. The three of us really nerding out, really getting deep into what we thought of that trailer. Nice. Uh, for me, it, that kind of same kind of question, uh, same que- same answer. Yeah, uh, same question, man. Yeah. You can answer it. <laughs> um, definitely the trailers. Like going down to see, like I had to drive like an hour and a half to see like the IMAX thing. Uh, and kind of like seeing an extra like little like five seconds of it, then coming back up that night and recording it, uh, that was really fun. But like whenever like any trailer drops, we we do like an episode, and for some reason it's just like insanely popular. We get a lot of good responses from it. We get a lot of people tweeting at us. Another one that I really enjoy is when we do like commentary tracks, like the Batman commentary track, Batman Returns commentary track. Um, we did 
like there's a few there's a few commentary tracks that actually we have done they're like in the can so to speak um but we just haven't released them we're kind of like waiting for a rainy day just to release yeah, them I think there's like yeah. one one or episode. two i know there's like a batman be a few batman beyond episodes there's at least one of those we did um, yeah, i think there's an episode a couple you of... may hear us we make some inside jokes about the episode from time to time yeah so um, we apologize for that yeah. yeah so those for me have been like my favorite because we just like ser- like I seriously just nerd the fuck out um when those when those episodes happen Kyle what about for you I think my favorite episode we did where we didn't have a guest was when the three of us broke down Endgame panel by panel. Oh, fucking nice. Yeah. That was a fun that, episode to that do. That was a good time, man. You got like, you really took the He took, took the, the lead bull by the that. balls on that one. Yeah, yeah I, I had just gotten done finished reading it like hours before we recorded, so I was all pumped to talk about it. I remember yeah. we got to like the fourth book or something and Kyle's like motioning at us with middle fingers like, fuck you guys, I'm done. One of you guys <laughs> can do it. do it. Yeah, we kept making him do the the books, and by the fourth one, he was like, "I hate you guys." Kyle, like when like Kyle's not one of those people who makes like long speeches. Whenever he does speak, everyone listens. I have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I dream of steak. Uh, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> was there a? Uh, trying to think of another question to ask you guys since like usually we're Here's a highlight of my year man we launched www.shanleyandonbatman.com not only did we like get a soundcloud and be adults and pay for a soundcloud we're on itunes and get on itunes we have an itunes and put some <laughs> content on youtube we got our own domain and website and we have original content up there <laughs> inside joke <laughs> but seriously no like we do we have we have original content up there that you can check out 24 7 anytime you can always see what we're doing what we're going to be doing next what we did in the past obviously you can listen to all of our podcasts there there's a link to listen to anything you want um we're linked up to our friends at batmanonfilm.com we're linked up to our friend Almeambe at Heroic Hollywood. We're linked up with Mark Hughes at Forbes Magazine Online. Uh, we got Kim Gaines, our comics correspondent, breaking down comic reviews for us. She just did uh, Libra Mejo's We Are Robin. And Lee loved it. He did. He actually tweeted about it. So check that out. Check out Kim's uh, review of We Are Robin. She's got more stuff to come in the upcoming weeks, so pretty much make sure you check that website out every day or every other day or however many days you feel comfortable checking that website a week. A few, when we had Lee on, Tom said something that was really inspiring for me because like, like I kind of like take the, the ball when it comes to like getting guests on, um, I guess kind of by default. Um, but he, like, after the episode was over with, like, when we were done recording, we all, like, fist-pumped each other, high-fived each other, chest-bumped each other, you know. We didn't chest-bump. We shot, you know, we got Grey Goose out, we drank it all. But, like, but in all seriousness, like, right, like, two minutes after, I said, okay, who's next? And Tom goes, I love it when you do that. Because I'm always looking for, like, 
who's the next guest, who can we have on, how can we continue this going with, you know, guests, and, uh, I can't remember, who who was I, like, wanting to get, and we got him, was it, was it, was it the death of Superman lives, or was it Jorge? Not sure, honestly. I know you've been wanting to get John Schnepp on for a while. Yeah, he's oh. coming on, so. But that's the Lords of Film. And, uh, like, to kind of segue, like, good segue, um, what the, Shailen on Batman has also done for us is we've, it's also made it so much easier for us to do our side project. Oh, you mean www.shailenonbatman.com? No, I'm talking about, like, our Lords of Film side right, project. Right, but that's what the website's done for us. Well, y- well yeah. It's, it's a combination of many things. Yeah. But, like, it's but we, we've been able to, with who we've been able to get on Shannon on Batman, it's so much easier to uh, to get other guests on for the, the Lords of Film. Like, for me, like, one of my favorite moments was when we got the Lord of the Rings producer on. At the very end of the episode, he asked us to come on to talk about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Like, yeah, that was true. That was a highlight of, like... That's definitely been like top five highlights of the year for, for me with this podcast. Oh, yeah. As we we're able to reject our love, our passion, our our nerdgasm for this character or this fictional character, that we are able to get someone of the caliber of the Lord of the Rings executive producer to say, hey, when when that movie comes out, I know you guys are gonna be busy. Can I come on and talk to you guys about it? Yes, you can. Like, I was floored by that, and I think you can hear it in our voices. Yeah, most definitely. Like, that's definitely something I never, like, I thought it was going to be, like, just kind of, like, like, we talked to him, and, like, that'll kind of be the end of it. It'll be, like, you know, we talked to the guy from Lord of the Rings, but for the fact that he wants to come on uh, our Shane on a Batman podcast when he was just recently on the Lord of the Film podcast, like, that says a lot of, like, our work ethic and how passionate we are for this. Yeah, Marco Desky was such a nice guy. I'm so glad we had the chance to talk to him. I can't wait to talk to him again about Batman vs. Superman. Kyle, in your wildest imagination, did you ever think we'd get to talk to a producer of Lord of the Rings? No, no, I did not. And I'm so glad we did because Lord of the Rings, the movies, were such a big part of my childhood growing up. It's basically the reason why I'm such a big fan of like fantasy genres in general, so I'm so glad we got to do that. Yeah, that was, like, spellbinding for me. Were there anything else? So, like, let's kind of, like, wrap it up with the guests portion, like, what we've done with guests and stuff. We had, uh, we had Lindsay Steele, uh, at Lindsay Steele 131 on, uh, on, yeah, not on Facebook, on Twitter. Go ahead and follow her. She's always got awesome stuff to say, um, all the time. She's constantly tweeting something. But she asks, uh, what has it been like? to have all these guests on the show and like did you ever think that you would be where you're at today and honestly for me like no obviously no like we got the front page of the flint journal and our we're local. from flint and that's our local newspaper like i thought it was i thought that was like the pinnacle of it right there it's like, this probably be one of the cooler things we do i'm happy blah 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 and then just boom guest after guest after guest like it's really crazy. Like, Justin, ju- don't get me wrong, Justin puts a lot of effort into getting guests, but then again, like, not as much as you would think for people to be like, yeah, I'll do that. So, no, I never thought it'd be like this. It's pretty awesome. Justin, what do you think, man? Um, I never, th- like, 
we talked about it on a podcast, like, right before the year ended, and we both, like, sat, like, and we said, what, what's our goal for going forward? And I said, I want to get some guests on. Never did I ever think, like, obviously I had the three people I wanted to get on, um, Bill Ramey, El Mayambe, and a comic book artist, um, but I never thought we'd get those other people, ever. Yeah. And the fact that we're going to get continually get more, there's still people out there that I want to talk to, like Paul Dini, Mark Hamill, um, and the list kind of goes on, Michael Uslin, Joe Schumacher, those people, like, I've, I, I want to talk to, like, those are, like, the next people I'd love to have on come and talk to us about Batman. I mean, especially Michael Uslin and Joe Schumacher. Yeah. Because Joe Schumacher, I've said it before, on a... On the Cena Nerd podcast that we just did, I said Joe Schumacher is really the first filmmaker to ever do a cinematic reboot of a of a comic book franchise that's so commonplace now, and uh, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves for Batman and Forever. Say what you will about Batman and Robin, um, but at the end of the day, Batman Forever still is of of those four films probably the closest interpretation of. Batman as it was to the comics. So, like like I said, like I, Tom kind of said, it's like, yeah, I, I put a lot of effort into it. And I do. There, There is not a day where I'm not, okay, who can we get get on next? What's Where, where can the show go? Um, like, that's always something that's big on me. Kind of like, going forward. We can always get the same people on, but it's always trying to, like, that progression. And, uh, I never thought we'd get Lee on, because Lee's a very busy man. So, yeah, I never... And a very keep-to-himself man. Like, yeah. It's not a secret. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, I never thought we'd get some of these people. I mean, sure, Bill Ramey, I was like, yeah, we'll get him. I, I, I talk to him all the time. He goes on podcasts all the time. It's like, that was the easy one. But, like, these other guys, like, pfft. It's been kind of like it's like a domino effect. Like you get one, you can get that next. Get each one's been a little bit bigger than the last one. So, uh, so yeah. What do you think, Kyle? I am in total agreement uh, agreement with you there. Like just this whole like progression we've had from the very beginning. It, it's just been incredible. I never thought it would kind of go the way it has, but I'm not going to complain that it has. I've been truly blessed to be able to talk to some of these awesome people. And I, I do look forward to getting more guests on the future. Uh, who, who knows who it will be? Uh, certainly we have a couple of people we have, we'd have we like to ask, but whether or not they will come on or not is is to be seen. So I guess you guys should stay tuned <laughs> to see uh, what we have coming up. Um, there's only been one person who said no, and it wasn't like, no, like I don't want to come out and talk to you guys. It was, no, I'm just super busy. And uh, we'll at some point we'll get him on. Like that's not a dead issue. I'll get that guy on. Like, let's uh, let's get to another fan question here. I've got one for uh, for Justin, um, our friend here. Chew your beer at TPS Sponge on uh, Twitter. He asks, "What time are you guys record? Or when are you guys recording? We're recording now." So. Well there said. you go, bud. No, actually, uh, this is a good question. He did ask that, though, so that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... 
No, our friend Chew Your Beer. He <laughs> asks... <laughs> if Batman slash Bruce Wayne could or would pick a Marvel hero to take on, <laughs> who would you pick? Uh... <laughs> To take on, like, in a fight? That's how I would, yeah, interpret that. No, I think he means, like... Who he would become? <laughs> no. Like, who would... There's a Marvel guy that could take on the mantle of the bat. Who would it be? I think the obvious would be... Would, I got the hiccups now, all of a sudden. Would be uh, Iron Man. See, that's what happens when you chew your beer, Justin. <laughs> Did you just do that on purpose as soon as I t- took a drink? Yes, yes, I, I did. So I think you waited. <laughs> I was watching you. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> so Iron Man, eh? I mean, if you look at both billionaires, both playboys, both industrialists, incredibly intelligent, fair um, enough. No superpowers. I always felt like Iron Justin, Man is like a They have the power of, of <laughs> the superpower of money. Well, can't ask for anything more than that. I mean, I guess. I want to ask the next question. No way, man. Yeah! You think your name's on this podcast or something? Yeah! <laughs> Hold on, let me find it real quick. There's uh, a good one. Dead air's good for podcasts. I mean, yeah. Well, What's wrong with some dead air every once in a while? I swear we should insert like a little music clip. Dude, we could do that. Right here, we could do that uh, awesome... We've got a DC commercial. Extended Multiverse commercial. Yep. Hey, guys. Where do you go for all your DC news? I go to the DC Extended Multiverse. What about you, Tom? I log on to Facebook and go to the DC Extended Multiverse, man. Yeah. The other day, I found out that uh, Mark Hamill was going to reprise his role... As the Joker in The Killing Joke, did you see that as well on the DC Extended Multiverse? I read that on the DC Extended Multiverse Facebook page. So, wow. where can I find them at? You can find them at www.facebook.com forward slash the DC Extended Multiverse. Yeah, Facebook is a place to go to check out all of the latest news that's going on in the DC world. And DC Extended Multiverse is the place to check it out at. Definitely go hit like on the DC Extended Multiverse Facebook page. Our good friend Chris Olivier is always on top of his game over there, making sure that he brings you the latest and greatest DC news. And he interacts with you on Facebook as well. If you have a question, if you were were wondering when the next movie comes out, just hit him up. It's not like one of those crazy websites that's like, who is this run by? I never see anything else going on on this website. This guy goes out of his way to let you know what's going on. I think then go check him out now. You should. DC Extended Multiverse. The DC Extended Multiverse. The DC Extended Multiverse. The DC Extended Multiverse. Okay, so here's my question from at the Mr. Toodles. Why are you guys so <laughs> handsome? I hate that guy. <laughs> he is kind of douchey. I'm but not you, should, deny you it. should follow him anyway. Oh, but really, I think he'd be very gracious if you guys did. I'll ask this one for uh, for uh, for Tom. What's at uh, it's Juan Mamende at Juan Mice. Uh, opinion on Damian Wayne. My opinion of Damian Wayne. Um, that's a good one. You know. 
It's strange to me to think that Batman got quote unquote raped by Talia Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> then she carried a child. The full term. Had the child. Like. Pretty much tortured the child by putting it through League of Shadows training for its entire life when she just decides to drop said child off at Wayne Manor and is like, oh yeah, remember that one night? Oh yeah, that's right, you don't because I drugged you. Well, there was P and V and here's our B. Like, it's just kind of strange, but I mean, the fact that he took on Robin and he fights crime with his dad. I mean, I guess that's kind of a cool story. I really like the Son of Batman DVD. People to get into. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, Son of Batman is amazing, but like it's not like the it's not like the story that's going on with Damian Wayne right now, you know, like it's not Yeah, he's evolved it, quite a bit since then. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm okay with it, but not my favorite character. That's where I'm at with Damian Wayne. Kyle? Well, I don't have too strong of an opinion on Damien since like, my only exposure to him has been through the New 52 Batman series and the animated movie Batman vs. Robin. I never, I've never actually read Son of Batman, the graphic novel, or seen the movie, so I can't really talk about that. But I always found it very interesting how when you look at the evolution of Robins, it almost seems like Tim Drake was kind of an evolution of Dick Grayson and... Damien was almost an evolution of Jason Todd, just in the way they act, you know? Yeah. Like, Damien's kind of a hot-headed child, and he's always, like, struggling with the the belief that Batman has that he can't kill people and all that because of his assassin training. So I always find him an interesting character, and I do look forward to seeing what they do with the character in the next couple of years. I might have to pick up a couple of graphic novels and read about him more. But right now, I think... He's he's an underdeveloped character for now, so we'll have to see what happens to him in the future. Next question from Alan Fire, our good friend at Alan Fire. And I want to answer this one first, but I'm going to pose the question. Which popular Batman villain do you think gets too much page time? Who needs to get more? Such That's a like really hard question. It is. Um, I think like the obvious... Uh, answer to that would be the Joker. Not that it's a bad thing, but he's in a, so many of the like the best uh, Batman comics, graphic novels. Like if you look, just look at straight up like the best graphic novels. He's in like the Long Halloween. He's in the Killing Joke, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Um, it's been a constant threat in the comic series. Oh yeah, like he crosses over. He's in Suicide Squad. He's uh. You know, he's killed, you know, Robin, he shot Barbara Gordon, like, he's in, like, everything, like, he's, he's the best villain, probably in pop culture, like, other than maybe Darth Vader, um, the comic book, uh, character villain that doesn't, in Batman, that doesn't get the, enough, uh, page time for me would probably hush. Such a good Hush. character. Damn. Um, that really one. That one took me a, like a long time to kind of figure out. I'd probably be Hush, and like the Batman kind of run comics. Uh, 
Hush is Thomas Elliot, who, like, brief history, Thomas Elliot, whose parents were friends of the Waynes, if I remember correctly. They were really well-to-do, like Bruce was, and the They were, like, school friends or something. Yeah. And, like, something, like, they were doctors or something, like the parents were. I can't remember exactly. Um, He's more of a newer character. And I always get his origin and Black Mask origin kind of... Because they kind of have, like, that same kind of background feel, like, they're, uh, how they were brought up and everything. So I always get those two confused, but I really like the character of Hush. Uh, kind of an interesting character. Or the Phantasm. Really only ever in, um, the Mask of the Phantasm cart, uh, animated movie, unless I'm missy, I've missed a few comics. Then in Batman Beyond, uh... The, char- the character that probably should have uh, had more like page time or screen time would, for me, would be Derek Powers. Oh yeah, like the guy who kind of like started it off off for for uh, Terry, kind of took over Wayne Enterprises. It would have been more interesting. If they would have done like more of like prequel, like yeah. gone back in time, kind of like flesh out more of his like history with Bruce. Thought that would have been interesting. Uh, Kyle, same question. Uh, first off, I will probably agree that the Joker's the most overused villain, but it, it all makes sense why he is. He's the most recognizable villain. He's pretty much the arch nemesis of Batman, so it makes sense why he's always popping into the picture, you know, to mess stuff up. But as for, like, who the most, like, underrated character is, or who should get more screen time, uh, at first, I wanted to say Raj Ghul, but... After you know, after we were talking about Damian Wayne, it, it kind of he always comes up whenever the League of Assassins are brought up. So he gets, I think he gets enough screen time in a way. So I think my answer would have to be uh, Scarecrow. That was my original pick. Uh, he, I just really love the way he goes about causing terror with like the psychotic aspect of it, and he's always causing the entire city of Gotham to go into a panic or create fear. And then in the months of chaos, he does all his scheming and all his dirty deeds. So I always find it really interesting. I thought his best interpretation, aside from you know the comics and the animated series, was Batman Begins. I love how he uses like the fear toxin. He like takes your like the toxin for I don't know how it works. It really doesn't make sense in like the laws of physics, but it already predisposes your fear within the toxin. Like and like in Batman Begins, here's like a perfect example. The little kid from Game of Thrones, <laughs> like, his fear is fire. You really don't know that. Like, that's just a testament to how well uh, Batman Begins is dr- written and directed. Like, you don't, he doesn't come out and say, my fear is fire. But if you, re- like, if you remember in Batman Begins, he goes to the kid's apartment and he, you know, hands him that, uh, that whatever, that gadget. And Batman's supposed to stop these thugs from, uh, you know, burning down the building with because of the drugs. Like he gets not like Scarecrow throws the fear and he falls off the building. But I clearly like he burned. Like it's not said. It's not seen. It's not said in the movie. But the apartment is burned down. So the very next time you see him, the the little kid with Rachel, um, you, there's the horse and like the, the kid's been gassed. And so you see. The embodiment of his fear through the horse when the horse breathes out fire. Very interesting. So, I always love Scarecrow because he kind of like takes 
takes your fear uh, and uses it against you. Tom? Me? Tom? Me. Um, I... I'm gonna go ahead and agree that my favorite character is much too used on the screen, in the panels, everywhere. Um, but yes, he's probably the most loved to hate villain in pop culture. You use so. your strengths, right? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. want to sell some comic books? You throw the Joker, the Joker in, it. in it. Like everyone will read it or look at it at least. Pretty pictures. Um, but I am going to pull somebody out that neither of you have come up with. Um, and this, I think, maybe might be generated more from the, uh, me playing the Batman games as a more recent, but I think Victor Zaz would be a cool, would be a very cool villain to see on the, uh, on the big screen. I mean, he was a little bit in Batman Begins, but he was... It wasn't, like, good, though. It wasn't, like, the action wasn't there and stuff. Like, Zaz is a fucking weirdo. And that's what I like about him. Like he's a weirdo. He cuts himself every time he kills somebody. Like his big elaborate plan involves Batman in the end. And unless he can kill Batman, he can't fulfill his his needs. He literally feels that if he can't kill Batman, he has no reason to live. Like it pretty pretty th- deep shit. I think in the long Halloween there's a huge like thread of his character that's weaved throughout the lot. I, I really need to pick that He is a recurring up. character in that. Yeah, so that's good. awesome. So good. I have a question. Yep. You have an answer. We, we've been talking about like who should be in more comics or movies or whatever, but has there is there a, a movie character or villain, I should say, that has already been done, but you'd like to see redone due to maybe not properly showcasing the character? There's two. The Riddler... Yep. And Mr. Freeze. I was thinking the same thing. Um, I like Jim Carrey's approach to it. After reading Zero Year, you can go so many different routes with it. I would see the Riddler as... He's he's like like fun and evuncular and all that. Same time, he is very intelligent. And he doesn't try to steal brainwaves. Um, His... I just like his... He's... He's like the Ted Bundy of the world. Like, 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 seriously, he thumbs his nose and at police. Like, he don't. He wants to be found out. Like, at the core of the character, he is giving you the answers right there That's, to who he is. Yeah. Like the Riddler. Like in a in rid, rid, riddle form. Sorry, I don't know why. I That's can't generally speak. the uh, psyche of mass murderers and stuff. Like, I they love leave the, the, like, yeah. not that I'm like a mass murderer but, but like no like yeah they use but, like real world scenario for that character like like you said he wants to be found out. He literally says I am Edward Nigma and I did all this. Come find me motherfucker. Like yeah. He, originally his original name was Eddie Nossin. For right. some reason they changed it over to Edward Nigma, which because is he perfect. Because fucking awesome. Yeah. Come on now. Um, but I really think that there is that was the one character and the Nolan verse that I wish would have been play, used, I thought that you could have really played that up and really just made... It's a great story to tell for the Batman detective side. This mass murder... Like, you know, he goes after the mass murdering clown, but to actually do some real detective work that has to put, like, cipher in clues and figure out exactly uh, who this person is, you know, because he's giving you 
I'm here. Come get me. I'm going to be at blah, 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 at blah, 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 in riddle form. It's awesome. I love your comment about how the Riddler really plays into the detective side of Batman. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the detective side of Batman has never really been a focus in the movies. At least not yet. I mean, a little bit in Batman and a little bit in The Dark Knight, but it hasn't played out. Just a little bit. Like... I'd love to see a whole movie where, like, the main focus is around this mystery and Batman is having to use his detective skills to solve this mystery. Like, you could create, like, a mystery drama with Batman in it. Right. But for the most part, they've always been very focused around the action side of Batman. And, like, his portrayal on the Gotham TV show is not my idea. Like, it's the, that's the exact opposite of my Riddler. Someone who's very... Like, he's very eccentric and... Out there, like, at the, for me, at the core of the character, the Riddler is someone who is very, like, Ted Kaczynski. Like, so, so smart that he's crazy. Like, like I don't know if you've ever seen, like, any uh, documentaries on Ted Kaczynski, but he's one of those people that is so smart that he should have been institut- institutionalized at a young age because he's so smart. Like, like, he just drives himself insane because his mind's never stopping. That's what I love about that character. And for me, Mr. Freeze is was so over the top and not well utilized in Batman and Robin. It would be interesting to... It was too punny. That Governor, though. I don't like... I, like, I don't even know a, an actor who could really portray it right. Like, I can't think of, like, someone... Oh, man, he'd be perfect for that role. I just... What about re- the dude that did, uh... uh Crap, uh, law abiding citizen. I can't remember his name right offhand. Gerard Butler? He's got like the size, but like the seriousness too, I think. Is that who it was? I think you're right. So yeah, I'm pretty like, I positive. Could, I guess. Somebody like that. Yeah, like like I said, like just I guess at this point, like the character was so it wasn't well done or conceived and the suit was played I don't know but it was cheesy but for the time it was pretty cool and suit. I didn't like I still don't like that like I didn't like it then I don't like it now like too much going on too much silver just too much like and I didn't like how it was portrayed in the the, the 66 television show of like this like fishbowl head and everything yeah that was bad um they could really go they could really do awesome science like like a science fiction kind of Batman with that kind of a character, um, but I love the like the little side story of Nora, because yeah, his wife. Yeah, because Batman really he actually cares about that. He has yeah. sympathy toward through. He has sympathy for Mister Freeze for his wife being sick and fro blah blah blah. Like he wants to actually kind of help Freeze find out how to cure his wife mm-hmm. but he's not gonna let freeze pull his bullshit on the city at Tom, the same time you that's me no no, no. That, those are your two characters in the films that oh haven't... oh oh um not all the way no um i mean kyle what's your original question uh oh i remember the question he was asking like is there anybody that we, like we've maybe seen in the film or something like that that we would like to see done better or differently. And I would have to say that I would really like to see a Poison Ivy done better. Ooh, good one. Yep, absolutely. Not that Poison Ivy was done terribly, but it wasn't great. So, 
Your question was villains, right, Kyle? I said vi- villains originally, but we, we can include any character. So, um, let's I, do one of my hero. characters. Yeah, one of my characters was not going to be a villain. I'd like to see a very well-done Robin. Okay. Uh, you know, so far the only Robins we've had were from the Joe Schumacher films. And I um, can't say I was really a fan of the interpretation. Because there's just so much more you can do. And there's so many different characters to pick from. You can do Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, or even Damien. That would be interesting to see in a movie. It would be really interesting to see Damien, the son of Batman, on the big screen. Like, them fighting together, him training them. Um, you can you make, know. like, the Karate Kid featuring I was Batman. Say, but then that turns into, like, the Karate Kid. Like, I, I mean, don't know if yes I want to see no, that. But you could, you could have him at some point, the first three quarters of the movie, him fighting with the League. I don't want to watch Damian Wayne fucking wax on, wax off the Batmobile and shit, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know, it just doesn't sound like a fucking great movie to me. But for me, like, I'd like to see a young Dick Grayson. Oh, yeah. I think the best interpretation of Robin outside of the comics, like, on, like, like more of a cartoony or, like, film, was the two episodes of Robin's Reckoning. It's called Robin's Reckoning on the animated series. Just it tells you the entire origin story, and you get the best of both worlds. You get yeah. the young Robin and the teenage Robin. But I really do. I'd really love to see a young twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old Robin in a Batman film. I'd love to see that in a Ben Affleck film. That'd be amazing. Guess we'll find out. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> Are there any other fan questions we can answer? Justin's yeah, probably gonna check questions. his phone. Um, While we're waiting, you can always check us out at www.shanleyandonbatman.com. Did you we know get, that we got podcasts on there? We got reviews. Huh? We have like news articles that are posted on there. We even have like our own mm-hmm. opinion articles. This on one there. is from Jermaine Dickerson. All right, uh, great guy. Like this guy kind of helped us out with uh miss kim yeah so who are your top batman artists and we'll, we'll leave the second question after we'll i'll ask the second question after this top batman artist tom uh miller Bermejo. uh artists or writers artists oh, yeah oh writers. artists oh well I mean, we already know that like, Bermejo is my cup mm-hmm. of tea around here, so I think he actually mentioned that in the tweet too, right? Yeah, he Jermaine did. He kind of like just called us <laughs> like probably Bermejo, right? <laughs> Top Batman artist, no. Lee Bermejo, I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, for me, yeah, he's he takes a cake for me. What about you, man? Um, I love I love Lee Bermejo, and another one's uh, Tim Sale. Nice. From he did the amazing Long Halloween and Dark Victory. Mm. I love the photorealistic of Lee Bermejo, but if you have to go like cartoony, like like the really like really cartoony side, Tim Sale, Greg Capullo, for sure. Yeah, Capullo is definitely a close for me too. Kyle. Yeah, I'm a bit biased towards Capullo. Capullo just, I knew it. Yeah, I'm just in love with the current That's run why of Batman. So every time one of those comes out, I'm like, oh, I get to see more Capullo today. Yeah. So what are you um, gonna do come September, November, whatever it is? This one I'm just gonna go back and reread, reread everything, man. Like, but no, like curl up in a ball. I'm in the process of like growing my collection of graphic novels, so I'll have stuff to read. He's just gonna stockpile all the Capullo. I have a question. every Capullo. I have a question for you guys. Since we've 
kind of started this. Has your love of Batman in the comics gotten a lot more? Are you still at the same level? Mine's definitely gotten a lot more. Like, because it seems like you guys are definitely like, or uh, for me, like I've always kind of collected. I never really had like a huge following of comics. Uh, when I was in high school, I played in a band, and all the other members of the band were like really big into comics. So I started to kind of like understand a little bit of stuff, and I I caught a couple like, dude, you should really read this. You'll know what the fuck we're talking about. And like, I caught a couple of those, and I read them, and I was like, this is pretty sweet, you know. But like I said, I was in high school, so music and girls kind of made more sense to me than comic books. And then as I got older and out of school and stuff, I kind of, I remember watching like the animated series and like picking up things here and there and watching stuff on the internet. But I really got into uh, the new 52 and just started collecting that and like, I'm as far as like older storylines go and stuff, I might not be the most savvy, but with the new fifty two realm I'm pretty I know I know what's going on in the Batman world at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say my, my comic love has definitely increased. Um little sidebar. I've known Tom for like ten or eleven, maybe twelve years now. And yeah, he was definitely more into like the rock star life. Um, I mean, he still is in a band. Like, he still plays once a month, twice a month now. Yeah, something like that right now. Um, so yeah, he was more like, like before I'd see him with, uh, like a Metallica shirt or a Slayer shirt on. Now I see him more with Batman shirts on. But if it wasn't for Tom, I don't know if we'd be able to do this podcast. It was like we said on Scene and Nerd, like, I've talked to, I talked to Kyle about it. Like, everyone, I think everyone's under the impression that we've all been, like, friends for, like, many years, but Kyle and Tom didn't even know each other. I still don't really know him. Right, like... He's a stranger. I don't know why I'm here right now. (laughs) Uh, He's under close surveillance when he's here. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember talking with Kyle about it, um, um, about doing, like, a podcast. Like, we could do this, like... And he's like, yeah, we could do it. But it was just kind of like, like, just like back and forth. Like, we could. Never really came up. And I remember hitting Tom up and talking to him about how we could talk about Batman. How cool that would be. And then, like, just months passed. And then we, I saw him at a restaurant. Like, as he was, uh, I was, like, cleaning the parking lot of a restaurant. I was, like, ditching work early, playing uh, hooky. <laughs> and uh, he was on, like, a, he was on a motorcycle. I was like, is that? Is that Tom Harper? He looked at me as like, is that Justin Chalen? And like he he like stopped, made a UE, came back around, and we talked. I remember like the first thing we just said, but I definitely remember was like, yeah, we could do that. And uh, I hit him up like a few days later, and he were like, there it is. Like there's the. He was really the one that kind of pushed it. Yeah, I went out and got a fucking computer and monitors and a microphone and Audacity and learned how to use it. Also, come over here and be silly. It's been kind of like, like, I know this is like an anniversary, but like, that's really the, our history with that. And like, like, we used to like, sit around one microphone and try to like... Those were the days. Like, it was really, really like... And sweaty. Yeah. It was really hot and sweaty. And if someone had bad breath, it sucked. And now we all have our own individual microphones and you can have some rank ass breath. And it doesn't matter because... We're all sitting a few feet away from each other, comfortably. Well, at least me and Justin are comfortable. I don't know about Kyle. We got to get him a chair. Kyle is like six foot eight. Yeah, looks like Mister Incredible. Oh, 
just like Mr. Incredible. Actually, uh, you missed our most recent episode of Lords of Film, but we have decided that we are going to dress <laughs> Kyle up as Walter from The Big Lebowski. Nice. So Is that where you're going to be as ho- for Halloween? I'm going to try to make that happen this Halloween. Nice. Or we said he could be uh, Walt Credible. Walt Credible? Then you got to dress up like the dude. The mixture of Walter and Mr. Incredible, though, could be Kyle's Halloween. Yeah, so like, like what I would... Stay tuned for that. Yeah, like stay I was tuned. saying, like, like at first, like, these guys don't know each other, but now, like, if, like, I can't... Some nights, I'm just so busy, and I get really burned out. Now we leave Justin out and do podcasts Yeah, together. they just go and record without me, which is I'm totally fine with. We were like, Justin, and blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now they're, they're kind of, like, fast friends, and, like always talking about like life and shit and whenever I'm passed out there I see them like having like 50 million conversations on Facebook yeah Justin if you ever like passed out a party me and Tom would be over there drawing mustaches on you and stuff <laughs> he'd draw a mustache cause he's nice I'd draw a dick by your mouth <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like that's that's another kind of like surprising thing because these guys I knew they kind of like would like each other but you never know with people. Like, they could, like, fucking, like, secretly hate each other, and you just never know. I'd never show it. <laughs> but, yeah. It's been it's been definitely an experience. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to find more questions, wasn't I? Yeah, you like to ramble, though. What I were know. we talking about before that? Um, it was comic books or something? Yeah, why don't you fucking answer that question? It seems how Justin wouldn't let you cite his question. Hey. I'll, I'll re-ask the question for you. Yeah, re-ask hey, hey, uh, hey, Kyle. So, <laughs> why have so you handsome? found that, like, yeah. So, since you've been doing the podcast and stuff, have you uh, found your love of comic books to, like, maybe re-spark or maybe grow even more? I'd say most definitely. Um, flashback to, like, one year from now, I didn't read comic books at all. You mean a go? From now? <laughs> no, one year from now. I don't read comic books at all. F- wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. One year ago. I showed you the Court yeah, of Owl stuff. That's awesome. You were like, here, take these, go read them. And you gave me like Court of Owls and Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. And I'm like, okay, I'll go read these. I kind of like reading so good, so I'll go do this. And yeah, um, after all that, I was like, this is pretty awesome. I think I want to start getting my own copies of this stuff, so I've just been slowly growing my collection ever since. Yeah, me and Kyle used to work together, so like that's how, why we have such good rapport when it comes to like talking about like random movie shit. That's all we would do is just like at our work day, hey, what do you think about this movie? And, I'd be like, completely insane if it wasn't for that. Yeah. That's one thing I like about all of us now that we buy comics and read comics is that I could be like, hey, let me borrow this. Hey, let me borrow this. Like, ah, fuck, I forgot to bring that shit for you. Right? So like, gonna read Kyle it, man. borrowed my futures on the other day, and like Damn. I have Kyle's Killing Joke, and you know, it's just it's like it's so nice when you can swap around and trust your comics with your buddies, and you know you get them back in the same condition, you know. Oh yeah, even though I still like Tom was Except able to for f- like I'm yeah. Go ahead, you can go ahead and tell Tom the story. Has, Tom jealous got break. a great deal on a num a first print number one from the New Fifty Two of Batman, and yep. I've been still searching for my number great deal. one guys. I have I'm I have two three four my hands like on eight it. nine ten, but I don't have <laughs> my hands on it right now. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it out so you can look at it. Don't look, pull it out. Look see how it. shiny it is. Number one. Yeah, it's awesome. That's going to be the cover for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> My number one. 
No, it's going to be you holding it. Me holding my number one with a shit-eating grin on my face. <laughs> yeah. Kyle weeping in the background. It's so beautiful. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like, for me, like, my comic... I guess mine's been lessened lately, just because I've been so busy. Like, I still haven't finished Arkham Knight, so... You're not oh. missing much. <laughs> and then Jermaine's second question, how does Batman embody humanism? Go for it. Kyle, I'll let Kyle answer that one first. Tom puts it on you, and then you just put it on me, so yep. I'm going to put it back on Tom. <laughs> wow. How does Batman embody humanism? I mean, like, come on, this is uh, this is, this is is elementary, guys. Batman embodies humanism because, like, he goes out of his way to do good, like, be the greater good for an entire city. Like, he goes out of his way to stop crime without killing people. He goes out of his way to help the weak and powerless he's not a superhero he has no superpowers he has money he invests his money into changing the world and that's that that says it all like he's he's a he's a strong person he's not a superhero he's just like the nicest freaking person in the world like when you break it down like who he doesn't have to do that he doesn't have to do that he has he has no he doesn't owe that to anybody. He that's his decision and he said it before. Like I I wake up every morning and I decide to do this. I can stop at any given time, but I choose not to and I'm gonna keep doing this until I can no longer do it anymore. I mean, that says it all. I mean he's still even when he can't do it anymore, he's still having he's still hand picked He still has a, a plan and t- you know, in order, yeah. He's And still, that's why I think I love Batman Beyond so much. There was just going to be no way we're doing an anniversary episode without discussing Batman Beyond. Oh, of course not. Um, but yeah, he, how he embodies humanism is he's able to work through anything. Like, when you think you're down, when you th- like when you're at your darkest moment, when you're at your lowest peak, he finds a way, and that's inspiring. Someone that has so much tragedy... Um, and if, like, Professor Xavier, like, there's a scene in, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past where Professor Xavier, like, just, like, looks at the past of Wolverine. If he did that to Bruce, like, he'd be just as devastated or more devastated that a, a human ha- has had to go through such pain and such tragedy. And he's able to, to really power through that. And it's really inspiring. And that symbol of Batman... Like uh, like when we had Brett Culp on, he talked about the symbol of Batman, how it is kind of a symbol of hope that even in your darkest, even when, when you don't think you can keep going, you can. Because that fictional character can. Very well said. Kyle? <laughs> Does that mean you have nothing to say for that? I don't have a whole lot to add, but I will say this. Like, Yeah, you guys are pretty spot on. Uh, if you think about it, like, Batman's number one goal has pretty much always been to help others, those in need. And it really is just like a perfect example of how we should live our lives and always make the small sacrifices needed to make lives better for everyone else, you know? So that, that's kind of how I put it forward. Um, shit, I was just going to say Oh, an, like another great thing with the website that we've been able to do is... Uh, Fancast Friday, like we started that a few weeks ago, 
like maybe a month ago. And movie scene Monday. I totally. If I didn't have to work Monday, I would have remembered. But I've totally dropped the ball. Thanks on that. a lot, man. My bad on original content. I'll I work on that. For didn't Monday. even get an email telling me to make one up anyway. I totally forgot. Um, completely. But the Fancast Friday's been awesome so far. Um, Definitely. If tweeted us, post on our Facebook page. Yeah, guys, that is huge. For like your Fancast Friday. Yeah, that too. But like your input and your conversations with us really help determine what we're gonna bring to you. And I mean, who knows better what you guys want to hear than you guys? So interact with us. We always go out of our way to interact back with you. I mean. Today, we we literally asked our fans what kind of questions they had for us an hour before the show while we were eating dinner, and you hear all the questions we have right now, so I mean, keep talking to us. Those are just the questions we were able to ask. Right. Like, if you guys, hey, on your next episode, can you talk about this, something that happened in like a Batman comic run, or like there's a scene in the movie that you really want us to dissect, and we can do what we do on the... On the tr- the trailer podcast, we can break the scene down and just and stop or and cut whatever it's going to be, and do that. We can do that for you as well. Like we love talking Batman, we love interacting with our fans. So yeah, hit us up. Tell us what you want to hear. Like that's something that we are going to definitely work on. Like we worked on the guests. Now we got to work on interacting with our fans more. Every like and every comment really counts, and it really does help us. So make sure that you. Uh like and you comment on even if podcasts. you hate something like if, let us know yeah if you like i did a fan cast friday uh last week with james franco as the riddler i heard nothing i was like yeah this one will get a lot of hate or everyone will love it no one commented about it let uh-huh. us know if you fucking hate it let us know if you love it yeah i love hearing you guys' stories just Especially don't be a douche it involves hating us that's funny <laughs> you're still listening to us right now so you gotta like us for some reason yeah just don't be a douche yeah we're not respect. Yeah. If you say I, I respectfully disagree... No, you don't have to do that. Just be just be respectful. Just be like, fuck that. That's stupid. Why would you want... I don't know. Don't do that. I don't know. <laughs> do what you want. You're an adult. Or maybe not. Be your own person. Yeah, you gotta be you, man. Um, What you got over there on that iPhone? Is, uh, is it no. empty? Did it die? No, it's not Justin's going to have a panic attack on Shanley and on Batman right now because his phone died. Right now, he's freaking out. Look I at him. Like Look at him. He's freaking out. He's freaking out. <laughs> um, was there anything else we want to discuss our one year? I'm sure we've missed something. We miss all kinds of stuff. How about this? What are you guys looking forward to most in the next year? Ooh, good question. And we'll, this will, that'll be, that's like a good way to end the episode on. Um... I'll let Tom answer that first. I am looking forward to growing www.shanleyandonbatman.com into more of a mothership for other podcasts, potentially your podcast, talking to you, listener. If you think you have something to say or you have a podcast and don't know how to get it out there or you want to break something down on a weekly basis... Let us know. We have a website. We can help you do this. We can help you put your stuff out. That's what I'm really into right now is I want to build a brand and not be known just as, oh, that Batman podcast. I want to be known as, oh, that podcast conglomerate with a bunch of podcasts under the Shanley and on Batman name. I want to be a brand, and that's what I'm looking forward to most. 
if you have an idea for a podcast, I tell you what, make a pilot and uh, let us know, and we'll listen to it. If we like it, we'll uh, we'll bring it on board possibly. We always love hearing other aspiring podcasters because that's kind of how we started off. We were just like, yeah, we like listen to podcasts and. We we think we can do this, so what, let's go ahead and do it. Um, now like we've that we've grown, like I'm I'm interested in different kinds of podcasts. I still listen to Fat Man. I'm Batman, not as much as I used to. Um, but now I'm onto the Joe Rogan experience. I love that, and like I'm just like listening to how he kind of like talks to people, and he has like four hours of like no script, nothing. They have no like. Agenda. It's just like let's it's a just lot talk. like this, just different stuff. Not right. that. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I like that podcast too. I'm a big fan of Ear Biscuits too. The Rhett and Link podcast. Way. What is that? It's called Ear Biscuits. It's Rhett and Link's podcast. They do it once a week. It's an hour long. They have different internet guests on. Check that one out too if you're in a podcast. Yeah, sounds interesting. And like, it's cool to like listen to like other fans of ours podcast like seeing a nerd yeah seeing a nerd and, uh, podcast. the smith signal smith signal yeah andy smith over there at the smith signal check him out give him a follow at the smith signal on twitter um for me what's the next year is for me it's going to be even more intense than this first year because now that we've had these these we have guests a base on, of names for these guests right is that what you're getting at? No, I'm just saying, like, if we're going to keep improving and getting better, and I, I've been, like, like I tell you, like, I want to be relentless. I want to be the best Batman podcast out there. Like, I want to be, you know, up there with, like, Fat Man on Batman and, all like, and like the Jets podcast and Holy Batcast. Um, but if we're going to, if we're going to make that next step, we have to be even more relentless, and I'm going to have to be even more relentless with getting different names on, different people on. And getting a Mark Hamill or a Paul Dini or, you know, like, I'm never, I guess, as as much as I'm, I enjoy it, I'm like an artist, I'm not ever satisfied with my own work, because um, there's always places to go, we can always get better, so that's what, the, the pressure's on me, and I like, kind of like, like that, because it means that we're to a point where we've had a good number of amazing guests. Let's see what this next year has in store for us. Hell, maybe we only get one guest this next year. Who knows? But it might be an amazing guest. We we just don't know. I don't know. Our schedule would say otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> even though our schedule would say otherwise. Yeah. Come March, we're going to be incredibly busy. Yeah, we are. We're probably going to do like five or six episodes straight up on Batman v Superman. Hey, it's what's coming up. So it's what needs to happen. We're gonna do. We're gonna do like our own like reaction to it. We're gonna do. We're gonna have a guest on. We have Mark Ordesky on, or try to get uh Then Suicide Squad's coming out next year as well. We'll Do the kind of the same. It comes out next August, right? Yup. So around this time next year, we'll be prepping for that movie to come out. So, I have a BB right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like tweet at us. What's your favorite bat boner in a movie? Um. Wow. Hashtag BB. <laughs> then what, I'm gonna. Def- I dropped the ball on movie scene Monday. So yeah, tweet at us what your favorite scenes are, and like just throw a little photo and sit and give us like 140 characters why this is your favorite scene or it what it is. It doesn't have to be 140 characters. It could this be isn't 10. Twitter. It could be fucking 200. Well, I'm saying if they, if they're posting on Twitter, like if. They just want to do it in one, or they want to post on Facebook where you can, it's unlimited. Unlimited. 
So you're saying go to Facebook? Do whatever you please, man. Whatever makes you happy. Or email us. Or email us. You can find Justin on Twitter at... Batman Shanlin. You can find Kyle at... The Mr. Toodles. You can find me at... Batman Bass Lab. So, that's how you get a hold of us. Or you go to www.shanlinonbatman.com. Contact us. I think that's going to be it for episode 40 of our one-year anniversary. I do too, man. Happy anniversary, guys. Yay. Cheers to you guys. Yeah, for Shanlin on Batman, episode 40, that's going to do it for us. I'm Tom Harper. Justin Shanlin. Kyle Davis. I am the knight. I am the knight.